Guess who? And guess what? Footy Prime is launching a gin, and we're having a party to celebrate. Thursday, June 6th, join the whole FB crew for Footy Prime's one-night stand at Nickel Nine Distillery in Toronto. Come celebrate Footy Prime's one-ball gin with Nickel Nine Distillery mixologists on hand, Charmin's proper pies, meet and greet and photo ops with your favorite primers, and a live Atska's Almost Anything podcast. Footy Prime's one-night stand, June 6th at 7 p.m. till when we kick you out. Tickets at eventbrite.ca. Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. We've had to wait 36 years to watch Canada play in the World Cup. So we're sorry to make you wait 16 hours to hear our postgame reactions after Canada's 4-0 win over Jamaica. But we promise that you'll get your full, unfiltered, our full, unfiltered reactions from, from last night. I'm Brendan Dunlop. James Sharman joins us live from the road of suburbia, delivering pies on this Monday morning. <laughs> Ah, okay. Sorry, your other job. <laughs> yes, multi hat man. No, no, he, eating he, pies, he, not delivering that, pies. Eating. He got that right. He's going to see Victor. He's one big pie. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell him I said that. Uh, and our, our, he's looking pretty good these days. He does look pretty good these days. Mm. Um, as do you both, and you should feel pretty good today. Still, I'm sure our ex-Canadian internationals, Craig Forrest and Jimmy Brennan. How you doing, boys? Is it sunk in? Yeah, it's uh, starting to a little bit. I mean, we knew pretty much you guys we knew it was coming. It was just one of those type of things. And uh, um, I, I think the only the only regret I think uh, from from it, and uh, I don't want to go into a negativity, is that, that there's a a lot of players, uh, alumni there. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, the Canadian Soccer Association didn't even know um, that were there. That should have been down there as well. Um, it didn't matter about what level or whatever. Uh, anybody who represented Canada should have been part of that. And um, that's the only thing. But other than that, I thought it was just a perfect day. And I think Jamaica played into it well. They didn't uh, fancy it at all. And, and they played their part brilliantly. And the referee blew the final whistle right at 90 minutes <laughs> which is kind of interesting. yeah they, they had no interest in being there did they but you know Craig, no. I think um, there's a great opportunity now though for the big farewell to uh, this team going off to Qatar later this summer there's some games and home dates 
Kansas, I think they do some really good things there. I think mm-hmm. celebrating the game in this country, and that includes the alumni, getting mm-hmm. those guys out there, celebrating those guys as well. Because it isn't just about these 23 guys. It's about the history of football. Nick Bontis, I was talking to post-match, and he said, you know, let's thank the Canadian women's team for showing the men how to win. You know, that kind of thing. Let's reflect, let's, let's acknowledge that we've got a lot of time now to celebrate the game in this country, not just the fact that we've qualified for a World Cup, but it's a great platform, I think, to celebrate the game as a whole. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy, as for the game, you got it right, buddy. You said they were going to come out and absolutely dominate Jamaica. And I think uh, everyone was surprised that come the 20-minute mark, it wasn't already 2-0. Yeah, look, you know, we we said we said they, they, they've got to have a good start. Um, it was a 13 minutes in, you go 1-0 up. Right away, that deflates Jamaica. Jamaica didn't really have... Too many options going forward, quite direct at times. I mean, there was a couple of times where we opened up a little bit and you thought, okay, they, they might catch us on a counter here. Um, but then once you, once you put your second goal in, that was it. The game game was over. Now, if you're going into the second half and it's nil-nil and you got, you're got you at the 70-minute mark, all of a sudden now Jamaica starts getting a little bit more confidence, don't they? And they make the game a lot more difficult. But I think because we scored so early um, – it just deflated them. And you could see towards the end, they just didn't want to be there. They were freezing. The referee blows it. No extra time. <laughs> His bath is run. He wants to get off the pitch. Yeah. And overall, I think it was it was such a great day. And what a great experience to, to see that. And to see this, this young group of men uh, who've worked so hard and the staff behind the scenes, putting everything together for them, um, qualify for a World Cup. Um, it just the, the stands, it was electric. Everybody was so happy. It was, it was, a, it was such a proud moment being a Canadian. And like Craig said, there, there's a lot of guys over the years that that have put a lot of work into this program on the pitch and off the pitch. Um, they should be recognized because it wasn't easy. You know, there's a lot of trailblazers in this country and people that have won things with this with this national team. And um, everybody plays a role to get where this team is today. Mm-hmm. That's and, that's, and Jimmy, that goes back to guys who had played when nobody cared and we showed exactly. up consistently. 100%. And, you know, even when you, you look at that and you, that the pro-Canadian crowd that we saw, uh, we've never been in that position before. We've never had that support before. And, you yeah. know, going back to the 94 qualifying when it was 50% Mexican in Toronto at Varsity Stadium, um, you know, that just took me back to that. It's like, you know, it. Those days, I think, are gone, and yeah. that, that's important. And when you're trying to win football matches on big stages and you, you just don't have enough support to fill up varsity stadiums to help push you yeah. through, you know, that's yeah. uh, that was that was one of the things I took from that yesterday that was, I, uh, I, I think, soccer's changed forever here. It has, Craig. And I, and I remember as well playing against Jamaica at Varsity Stadium, and we beat them, and the crowd was probably 95% Jamaican. Yeah. And what Steel a drums. Yeah, and what it was today or yesterday watching that that game, thirty thousand pro Canadian. I didn't. I didn't even think I saw one Jamaican flag. It was such a special moment, um, and realizing that they, the game is here. And like I said, you know, for for me, I'm a firm believer that success is shared. Success is shared, and everybody's got to play a role. And the the guys before us that put on that red national team jersey and how difficult it was for them. And I remember watching, you know, Catliff, Bunbury, all these, all these guys and, and going, I'm, I want to aspire to be a, a national team player. So those guys helped me. And then when it was our time, when Forrest was playing and Pesh and all these guys, 
you know, then that next generation is looking up to us. And you might get a few guys mm-hmm. that are going, I want to play football. And now with this national team, all the youth now be looking at them going, I want to play in that national team. So it's a role that we all play. Um, mm-hmm. And you're right, it should be, it should be recognized. But mm-hmm. you, you got to take your hat off to, to this national team and this, this group of young men right now. They, they are so exciting to watch. And what a, what a team. Mm-hmm. What an absolute uh, pleasure it was watching them yesterday. And, and John Herman yeah. and, and Morrow, fantastic. Well done, guys. Brilliant. It also seemed quite poetic, eh, that it was minus 30 degrees. Because mm-hmm. it'll be a 60-degree swing by the time they kick off in Qatar. But holy hell, it was cold down there. Yeah. Was it ever. That yeah. wind was bitter. Honestly, yeah. guys, it was worse than Edmonton. You know, Edmonton was ridiculous. Just the snow and the scene. But for me, I mean, I was colder last night than I was in Edmonton for sure. I think it was that wind was just like cutting through your flesh freezing yeah. your bones. I mean, it was horrible. It must have been horrible to play football. And it was, I must admit, I was laughing. I was laughing, you know, out loud, watching the poor Jamaican players because they had no interest being out there at all. It was so obvious. Canada just bossed that game from the beginning, partly because they're a better team, but also because Jamaica were like, what are we doing here? We've got nothing to play for. There's no fans in the stands for us and it's frigging miserable. What a, what a, what a moment that was. It's hilarious. It was great. It really was. Yeah. Anyway, it, one thing, too, we talk about, too, it, it, we haven't stumbled into this World Cup. And and we would have been celebrating just the same way if we had stumbled into this World Cup. No, but we yeah. haven't. We've done this with absolute class. And I don't think anybody at the World Cup is going to want to draw Canada. That's the amazing thing. And remember, our star player, our elite, world-class, left-sided player, <laughs> Alfonso Davies, is going to miss six games of this road, at least six games, right? This last two more, windows. More than, more than half. More than half. Is that right? Early, yeah. So, and it's like, oh, okay. We'll just watch Alfonso do his video thing, and that'll be fun, and we'll pick up three points anyway. It's it's, it's freaking brilliant. Hey, hey guys, Craig, can I ask you, do, do you think in, in a strange way, obviously you, you want Alfonso, you know, for this window for the whole, but in a weird way, him not being available was a good thing for this team. It showed them, it made them believe they can do it without him. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, no question. Yeah. No question that, that is, it doesn't do us any harm whatsoever. Um, this video, by the way, at the end, you know, as simple as it was like it, like brilliant. <laughs> Just, yeah. He's so well-spoken. He's so well-spoken. He's got the million dollar smile. He's a world-class footballer. I mean, what a gift he is to us. And we'll talk a lot about him between now and the world cup. I know that, but, mm. and it's been you know already spoken about a lot, but he is an absolute gift to this country. I think what people really love is just the raw emotion, you know? I mean, I think we, we saw it from, from Craig and Jimmy in the moments that we were able to see it um, through the media, but obviously times were different then. And now, you know, to open his uh, open himself up, he's always out there on every social media platform and just being himself. I think that, uh, you know, that raw emotion that he showed at that final whistle, um, you know, you, you showed that on TV too, Craig, when, when you got up mm-hmm. and spoke because the, the, yeah. the, the weight of the moment hits you. Oh, man, it, uh, I should have I told Arash I needed a minute because I was just... Just in bits, but Arash, you know, he's so good at his job, right? He, he saw that opportunity. He's like, "Fuck, I'm going straight for Craig, and I'm going to get him." Because he could see that I was, I was struggling a bit, yeah. right? You know, and all of a sudden, hey, Craig, do you want to do an interview? Well, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, oh god, you know, he's he's a beauty, an absolute yeah. beauty. I, I think you know what, Craig. I mean, we're we're friends, right? We like each other, pretty much. And when I when I watched you do that, I could just see the emotion and um, come out of you 
and I know what it was from just the, the hard work and uh, what you've gone through as a player and to see where this national team is today, where we just went, fuck, we've done it. Mm. You know, it's here. The game is here to stay. We're going to a world cup. And it was so, it was so passionate and genuine. Mm-hmm. It, it almost brought a tear to my eye. But it didn't. <laughs> because he's a goalkeeper. Yeah. I, I started taking, I, I actually, when they scored the fourth goal, when we're down on the field, I started taking my clothes off, but uh, the security guy kind of <laughs> got a hold of me. So yeah, no, you but promised look, that. I, you know what, Sherm, Sherm's and, and, and Dunlop. See, explain to me how an absolute legend in Canadian football, right? Who cares so much about this game cares so much about the players, cares so much about the alumni, everything to do with the game of football in Canada. Why, why is the CSA not, not brought him on board at some capacity? Mm-hmm. The force should be with the CSA question. at some capacity. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what you need. You need people like that. Well, I have to say, Jimmy, thanks a lot. And uh, I think, well, we know that John Herdman understands this as well. And... Yeah. Uh, uh, he was so focused on these next three games. Uh, I mean, I was texting with him uh, about doing uh, interviews and whatnot, and I actually felt bad because I, I was like, I, I know where his headspace was. And uh, even yeah. talking to his wife yesterday, he basically locked himself in the basement. Like he, he <laughs> she said that he would sort of separate work and family for a while, and he did that well. Um, but she said he was basically in the basement and uh, his expectations of of his coaches and his staff are it's full time. Like it's all day. It's a meeting after a meeting and a meeting about a meeting. And it's like they don't miss anything. So he if he had a moment to think about all the other stuff around it that is important as well, he would have fixed that. And we're going to see him talk a lot about um other players and other people and the association and the climb to where we are. You're going to hear him talk about that an awful lot. I know he will because he's well aware of the situation that many things outside of what happened on the field and on the pitch needs to be, uh, needs to be better. Check out our CBC legends show. Craig Forrest and I will, will talk with John, John Herdman there. Um, Charms, uh, you can take the floor, buddy. Do you want to just pick up your phone and bring it closer to you? It's hard to hear you. I don't know if you can, it looks like you got it sat in the seat and you have it sat on your lap. Have you got it, shorts on or is that, so is that so it's in his crotch? Uh, That's his balls we're looking at. Look. <laughs> it is. I know. I can hardly see them. That's why I think you're right. <laughs> They're still cold. They're still it's frozen from yesterday. Rhino skin. Oh, you're speaking to us through CarPlay. Okay, buddy. We'll just yell then. Just project. No one else can hear you. Yeah, let me this now, and then I'll leave you because the quality obviously isn't that great but um, I'm, with, I'm with Craig and Jimmy there in that on the field obviously when John came aboard his priority was to professionalise the on-field element number one that was the most important thing obviously and he's done that this is a this is a world-class professionally run organisation on the pitch right now with his staff and the resources he has but now that was now filtered down to off the field and, and it has to improve it has to improve. And they're aware of that. The people at the CSA in power are aware of that. Um, but let's find out what happens now because there's going to be a lot of demands on this program off the field because they, a lot of people there have no idea what to expect from the World Cup. But they're going to find out and let's hope it's not the hard way. So uh, there's money coming in. 
and it's always been the biggest issue in fairness to them. But now with that 15 million coming from FIFA plus corporate Canada plus whatever else, um, change has to be afoot in every capacity in Canada soccer. And I think we're going to see that now. Yeah, they get another they get another million and a half bucks just to prepare. And talking about that as well, we saw what happened. Uh, we were down at the stadium uh, the day before, and the media situation. Um, you can't keep alienating the media um, when it, they are so important to you, whether you like it or not. And FIFA was there as well, and they had a hell of a time getting uh, what they needed. In fact, they didn't get what they needed. And come World Cup, they're going to find out. These, uh, the whole group that is run by FIFA. It's not run by the Canadian Soccer Association. When FIFA tell you you have to have players available, you're going to have to have players available. It's the same with the National Basketball Association. If you don't want to do an interview, they don't care. You're doing the interview or you're getting fined to do the interview because they want sound bites. Yeah. They want K after Costa Rica game saying something, saying I apologize. I feel really bad. I don't want to take any questions from the media. Um, I've let my team down. I'm going to do better next time, et cetera. Done. Thanks very much. But you've got to do it. And they're going to be forced to do it. It's all part of the growth, whether they like it or not. And it might not be something they're comfortable with, but they're still going to have to do it. Charms, anything, buddy, before we let you go? No, no, I'll just sit back and listen because I know the quality is not great. So uh, I'll listen and... Uh, you know, we've got more shows coming up this week. Um, mm-hmm. We'll be talking about this for a long, long time. It's going to be a fantastic few months. And I just say that, you know, the hard work for us and for the rest of, uh, you know, the, the, the culture in this country begins now. We've got months to fill between now and Qatar. And let's take full advantage. Let's keep this momentum going. This can't go away for a few months, right? Let, let's welcome the mainstream on board the bandwagon. Let's not complain. Oh, well, you were there when, when I was watching, you know, Canada lose eight. No, everyone's welcome on this bandwagon. New fans, old fans, new media, old media. Let's celebrate this thing. Well said, buddy. I Although, love it, Charms. I love it. Yeah. Got me fired up. <laughs> Although I'll admit that you brought a tear to your eye there, Jimmy. Almost brought a tear to me eye, mate. <laughs> Well said, buddy. <laughs> Although I must, I must admit there were some media pricks in that room that I could have done without seeing again. That's uh, never, never <laughs> name gave, names, man. Name never, names. Let's they, get it gone. Never gave soccer the time of day, or always busted my balls for being the soccer guy. Uh, yeah, 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 those guys can go f themselves. Oh, they're all coming out of the woodwork. And they are right. Everybody oh, wants yeah. a part, a part of the party. But I mean, understandably so. That this team is fucking great, and I yeah, think yeah. Yeah. you know, you guys said it right. That half of this World Cup qualifying round that we thought. You know, after watching them run through the minnows and the Caymans, and remember, we were afraid of Suriname, and then they go and they beat Haiti, and they weren't able to play at home because of COVID. They get to this point. This is the best of the best. Did we all think that they could contend and and possibly go? We believed in it, but we didn't know because we'd never seen them test themselves against the best in the region, and they steamrolled them at every opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like One thing is important to say, I mean, I don't even know because my head's all spinning. Did we finish top of the group? The States won. Um, we would have finished. Pulisic off, right? scored a hat trick, but I or believe that Canada... Do you mean that we top, top right now? Yeah, I mean, yeah. do we need a result against Panama still to finish top? Let's confirm live edits well, here. If, if, the, if, the States, if the States wins or Mexico wins and we lose, we'll be tied on points, but we've got 17 goal difference, so we're... And beat both of them. <laughs> we're pretty good. Yeah. We're pretty good. I mean, the States would have to win by five 
Right. That's well, right. okay. So let's say Canada finishes top. Mm-hmm. This is never, that has never happened before with Mexico and the U.S. especially because they were never a contender really back in 1985. They weren't a player. Um, but Mexico wasn't in that qualifying cycle because they hosted the World Cup. That's right. This is the first time. I mean, we finished second in, behind Mexico in 1994, but the rules were different, so we obviously didn't get a, a World Cup berth. But finishing top above all those, that has never happened before, and it's, it's really, really rare. In fact, when Mexico were involved in any qualifying campaign going back years when when countries used to host the tournament, Haiti hosted the tournament, El Salvador, Honduras, Canada never hosted it. Mm-hmm. But other than that, if if you didn't host the tournament or if Mexico weren't involved, there's only three times in history that teams have finished above them. It's quite incredible. And when I go back to 1963, Costa Rica, was a, they won that campaign to go to the World Cup. Um, yeah, it was the, that tournament was held in Honduras. But Haiti also won that CONCACAF championship when they hosted it. Honduras won it again when they hosted it. Mexico won it when they hosted it. Like it's, you know, so it's, it's incredibly rare. Uh, yeah, 1963, I know I have the dates and then also the 2000 gold cup they're involved with too. So those are the, those are the three. So it's a, it's a really rare feat and uh, something to be proud of as well. Foreign media and those who don't watch Canada closely or Canada's never been on their radar, they'll look at this and say, oh, wow, Canada top. But, you know, U.S. and Mexico, they were right there, three points behind them. No, they weren't right there, though. They, Mexico was shit in comparison. That the twenty, you know, a three point difference flatters both of them. I think the U.S. were better, but I mean, look at Mexico just in twenty twenty two. They beat Jamaica just two one away. They drew Costa Rica at Azteca. They beat Panama, who's shit at Azteca one nil. They tied the states nil nil in this window. They beat Honduras one nil, and now they got El Salvador, and they can go and and beat them up or not. I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't get a result there. Mm-hmm. World Cup qualifying for for those two was considerably more of a a panic and a struggle than it's been for Canada post-Edmonton. Well, that's right. We forgot, too, that Canada took, uh, what, eight points off them, off the U.S. and Mexico, right? Unreal. Unreal. Unbeaten. It's incredible. So many. And and, then, you know, we'll we'll have to go over that. I want to show, too, because there's so much to talk about. But the the moments along the way that were so important to results and and these iconic moments, uh, you know, there's there's so many. I mean, on the field and off. I mean, (laughs) you could put Alfonso probably in on his camera in Germany. Is probably three or four of those when the, the goalie scored against. Panama and Toronto, you know, that incredible goal. So uh, there's plenty of stuff. Uh, it's pretty exciting. And yeah, and it just with the players what? that came in and all did their part. I th- I want to give a shout out to Adekubi. I thought he has been absolutely brilliant, man. Mm-hmm. I, th- I was watching him so close yesterday. His movement, how much he wanted to get forward, his tracking back to defend, willingness to get on the ball. He was such a – he played such a key role yesterday. You think how many times he got in behind and played great balls across the box. And, yeah. you know, they they snapped at a couple and, and missed some great opportunities that was created by him down that left side. Yeah. Um, 
Wow. What if, what if, hey, I mean, it's amazing, eh? When we're I mean, talking to some of the older players, it's like, can you imagine us back in the day trying to take a Jamaican on one-on-one? They're just like, what? They got a cigar in their mouth. They're like, yeah, good luck with yeah. that, right? Yeah. And these guys were terrified, hacking them down. Freaking brilliant. It's a, it's, yeah, I can't believe where we're sitting. I thought right he now. was, I thought he was, I thought he was great yesterday. Yeah. Really and his brilliant. mom's brilliant too. D. Yeah, yeah, she's brilliant. all over Twitter. Oh, she's all, all over Twitter. That, you know, that's another thing too. Social media, forget about mainstream media. We, they don't need them anymore. Like that's one thing I've just sort of, you know, is this media thing changes. They don't need them. The players don't need them. Alfonso doesn't need to go on mainstream media. He is a media outlet himself. Yeah. And that, and that's the world that's been created. So all this information, most people are getting it on social media and they're consuming it in massive numbers. I mean, it's incredible the actual feedback from from what's just happened on social media. So, you know, I don't think that without the mainstream media that long ago, uh, we could get to this point. Mm-hmm. But people have a connection. You know, they get an actual connection to players. They're, you know, you can react to them and talk to them. And uh, you feel there's a, an actual literal connection to them. And it's, a, it's something very positive about social media as opposed to all the negative parts about it that yeah. can also creep up like uh, after the uh, Costa Rica game with uh, you know, Mark Anthony K and being sent off and uh, some racial abuse uh, that uh, is a massive minority, thankfully, uh, but it's still uh, a virus in our society. And uh, mm-hmm. I love what Herbin said that 99% of all Canadians are still going to support him and, and everybody else. And, you know, mm-hmm. Took it on the chin. You're, you're totally right, buddy. And, you know, the, amplif- the amplification that social media has given this program, because, you know, soccer's always been niche to an extent in this country. And if you had, you know, paid the cable subscription and you got Soccer Saturday with Graham Leggett, you got the highlights a week delayed, you yeah. know, and, and there, there was always like another way that soccer fans kind of had to consume it. And now to have it all access, you're right that this amplification has just, you know, that mm-hmm. there's a real positive that it, it's been for soccer. And, uh, you know, I feel for you guys that that you kind of didn't have that positive of it to amplify because there were some great moments, certainly some great personalities when when you guys played. Um, we get to, you know, see it and, and celebrate it through all these guys. Um, yeah, we, we made the, the front page of the Toronto Star or Toronto Sun, I think it was one of the two. Yeah, Globe and Mail. Yeah, was it, I, I, got right, was... I got it right here. Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that paper yellow yet? The 2000 Gold Cup win was probably the most media. Was it Globe and Mail? Globe and Mail. Forrest with his arms up. Celebrate. We needed social media, eh? Phones and computers, man. We had that. As soon as you walked into, as soon as you walked into the convenience store, everybody was looking down. It was there. Yeah, I love a friend of mine. A friend of mine actually. That was a brilliant. One of the nicest things actually had it put on on a like an actual flat frame for you. Yeah. How much did that cost? How much was the paper then? Oh Oh, yeah, top right corner. What does it say, Gregor? As he's looking at the front page of the newspaper. For those of you that aren't watching this. It doesn't actually say. We're near the date. There's always a price near the date. Should be a price. What is it, Buck? Mm, uh, this is 2000, eh? I'm gonna go with this. They were probably getting getting up there. I'm gonna go with a buck ninety five. Buck ninety five. You know, I think it's five bucks now, eh? It's four or five bucks now. I think. 
What? Is it? No one. No wonder nobody buys newspapers. I honestly think it's four bucks. I, I had a subscription. Like we we're bringing it to the house, and it was like seventy percent off, and it was a fortune, man. It was more than Netflix. That's incredible. I'm a journalist. I got to support good journalism. Yeah, they got a camera on the bottom of it, though. If you look at this little little ad, look at the old Canon camera. They're advertising the quick pick, the Canon, yeah, the <laughs> microphone. No one's, no one's, no one busted those out. Uh, yeah. At Bimo Field. Uh, last thing I want to say about the game, talk about Atakubi. You know who else I thought was amazing? And uh, obviously had some doubts coming into this window about how fresh or how uh, important he could be to the team. Stefan Estakio. Yeah. Stefan Estakio yeah, was outstanding. Mm-hmm. I was talking with Don Garber, MLS commissioner, and all he wanted to talk about was Estakio. He's like, this kid's amazing. Like yeah. the way he's, he's bossing in the midfield. And you could see in his eye, like, damn it, how come we didn't get him at the beginning? How come we didn't have him for a minute? Yeah. You know what? Good on Don Garber, by the way. He showed up to that game because he's always been saying that he wants Canada to qualify. And he's been a supporter of Canada. Although it took him a long time before he made some rule changes that actually helped us. Uh, Mm. It was great that he showed up. And him with uh, Victor Montaliani, the CONCACAF president. And uh, I don't think the relationship has always been rosy. But they certainly got to a point now where they're actually uh, pretty close friends and pretty good situation there. And it's just great that he came up to support other guys that were there, too, like Stephen Hart showed up uh, at the game. Uh, He's a coach that uh, is an exceptionally good coach. And just I felt for he never had the opportunity to coach a group like this. Uh, So the timing was poor for him. But he's such a great, great coach, gentleman. Terrific Canadian, and uh, it was great to see him. There were so many guys there. Um, Monsalve was there. David, I uh, bumped into, and just the support from everybody was uh, was really really special. Yeah, the mayor of Toronto was there. Really John was. Tory, he was enjoying it. They all got a shirt. They're all fans. They're all fans now. Yeah. Well, let them let them jump on that bandwagon. We, we got to continue to grow it. Honestly, it's open. It's open. So yeah. we can now. Uh, I mean, there's one more game. They do got to play Panama. I think we'll see some players we've not seen much of. Maybe Ugbo. Uh, I am very excited to see some Ishmael Kone, especially against a, a Panama side that got throttled four nil in a game they needed against the United States. Um, but looking ahead to the draw. What's what's your take? What's your what's your wishes? What what do you hope for Fridays? A still surreal World Cup draw that will include Canada. I want Canada to get guitar. You want Canada guitar, guitar. pot A, huh? Hmm. Mm-hmm. What Could would you, you have ever picked a more boring goddamn game than Qatar and Canada? What? Why? We've, wa- we've watched some pretty boring Jimmy, games. What do you mean? A result. Just say Why? you get a result against them. Why would you want to play Qatar first? If we're going there, let's let's play some good, exciting teams. Big dogs. Oh, you will, Jimmy. <laughs> hey, Wonger's joined us this morning. Yes. What's up, buddy? <laughs> Look how good he looks. I'm uh, I'm feeling great. I tested negative yesterday, just like Jimmy. So uh, you sound awful, though. <laughs> first time I, I spoke, I've been dry, driving so in a car, dropping, dropping off the kids. So, oh no, yeah. Oh, 
Welcome back. I'm buddy. glad you tested uh, yeah, uh, negative uh, the, because I was. I think I hugged you about three times. You were hugging everybody. I hugged you everybody. The, you were the king yeah. of the hugs. Yesterday. If I don't have COVID, it'll be a freaking miracle. <laughs> <laughs> I was making Snap, out with crackle. everybody. <laughs> Uh, your little snap, crackle, pop there, uh, um, Wonger. I'm not sure if it might be the connection, buddy. You can mute and plug plug your mic in and perfect. plug your mic out. But we're just talking about the draw. We were just putting a bow on this. I told Jimmy it'd be a short one. So oh, perfect. It's got to it's got to be a short one. Did you guys like, bring up though Arash and Craig's interview? Yes, of course. Okay. We yeah. right, we're gonna play it at the end of this. I'm gonna get yeah. the audio. Oh, no. Yes. Any oh, other no. moments? Any other moments that you want to highlight, Wanger? Uh, you know what? I just found the, we were in the media suite a lot. Uh, B, Craig, and Charms and I, and the guy sitting beside me from Turkey, mm. covering Kyle Laren and Atiba. Oh yeah. People from Jamaica, obviously. It was just the international flavor of what that game brought to Canada. And I thought that was what we should use to springboard our, this sport, our sport, the sport that we cover forward into the next step, because we're an international country, a country full of immigrants. And this is the beautiful game that covers all of that. So there's my springboard. Well said, buddy. I hope the audience can hear that. And we don't have to cut that out. Well said, buddy. Um, <laughs> Jimmy, you don't you don't want Qatar in uh, to draw in pot A. I can obviously see Craig's why? point here, though. I think, man, there's going to be a lot of Canadian fans that see that as a win, right? So why not get them? As they don't. To- hey, let me tell you something. Do not under- mess, un- underestimate Qatar. They're a very very good team. Would you, you rather have them or Brazil? The they are they are a good team. They will be difficult to play against. Trust me. Based on the Gold Cup, you don't want them because they're hosts. Of course, you don't do you want, want them. Do you want Brazil instead? They're too un- they're too unpredictable, too unpredictable. I think if you're going to play team, you want, you want to play a team that you can. Yeah, give us Brazil. Actually, no. Get Brazil in this last sixteen. That's what you want. Oh, <sighs> let's get. I would just that. love to play a. You know, I'd love to play a France or a Brazil and just an upset, just one upset. Oh, they will. They will, Jimmy. Them. Don't you worry. They're going to you know be playing. I mean? <laughs> they're going to be playing plenty of talent. Look, obviously, yeah. I'd say Iran, right? We beat Iran. Okay, yeah, nice. We beat France. Jesus, are you are you kidding me? Country yeah. would go nuts. It would being, be. Iran, being Iran would be something too. They're not no pushovers. Listen, there is no easy games in the World Cup, is there? Not really. Not really. Even like you say about Qatar, you make a good point because those guys have been on a traveling roadshow for a few years, <laughs> yeah, just man. like the South Koreans were before the Korean World and Cup. And they're taking players from everywhere. Yes, before before that in 2002, South yep. Korea came over to the Gold Cup. Remember, a couple times we had That's to right. play them and uh, win a coin toss against them. Undefeated lifetime. Yeah. Mm. Coin and toss. then we beat them in 2002 for third place. That's right. Yeah. And then so they actually put together a, a very good team, a very competitive team. I think they, you know, I mean, forget about the the Italian game and all that that they, you know, people talk about, but they, they competed really, really well. Jimmy, you say, talk about Qatar there just quick, quickly um, about taking players from everywhere. They, I don't know how many players on this current roster are naturalized, but when they were awarded the World Cup and they went to whatever the tournament was after that, the, the Asian Confederation, I think, at that tournament, and you could, you could see all the Brazilian names <laughs> on that roster. Yeah. They don't have that anymore. They don't have that anymore. 
they're they're all Middle Eastern names. They're all guys that have, have played in the Qatari Stars League, or a couple of them have played elsewhere in the Middle East. So the the program has elevated in the you know the nine years it's been in waiting to host this tournament. Yeah. And I'm sure honestly, we can change the last name too, can't we? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's not that difficult over there. Did they yeah. ever make Did they ever make you sound more French, Jimmy? Was Did you ever have a your, your name? No, it was uh, more more Italian. It was more Branano. You know, <laughs> sounds <laughs> better. You would have you, you had a better career with that name. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they call you now because you live in York Region. You're probably the only one that isn't Italian up there. Yeah, your social circle. You know, you, you know, when Wonger was making a point too about the international feel to it too. I mean, how about the team? Uh, the mass majority of that team that we got, their parents are born outside of Canada. This is an immigration team. This is about immigration. John Herdman is an immigrant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, John Herdman, when he left, I mean, he couldn't get a, a sniff for the most part in England. He wanted to be a coach. So his wife and kid decided our only opportunity here, we better take a chance, was to go to New Zealand. They basically paid for the trip on a visa, the money that they didn't even have. You know, so when you look at guys like him and you think it's been a pretty easy road for him, it hasn't. Not at yeah. all. And for any of them or any of the families. So that fight in the spirit, you know, when you got a family and your dad and parent, your mom are, you know, you're constantly saying how lucky you are and all these different things. It, it plays a massive part. For and, sure it uh, and I think it, immigration is the reason, quite honestly, why we are where we're at here. Yeah. Well, it's true. But I mean, look, I think over the years too, sex. And all the national teams that I played in too, the majority of us were all first generation Canadians, mm-hmm. right? Where, where our parents were, were born overseas. There wasn't many Canadians that were third or fourth generation Canadians that were playing with our national team. No, I, I would think I was the only one. I think my parents, my grandparents were actually born in Canada. Yeah. Caker. Yeah. I'm a caker. I am so freaking white. Yeah. British, Scandinavian. White. That's why I didn't streak. I would have been too embarrassed. Well, for a couple of reasons. <laughs> Blinded people. The weather was cold. It would not have been. Oh, oh, it, it, you would have done yourself zero favors. Yeah. You I, 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 I put my hand down my pants. And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and there would have been no chance to coming back from that one. No, there isn't. And it was only like one ball. One ball. Yeah, two ice two. cubes. No, one. <laughs> you gave him another oh, yeah. one? one, one. <laughs> Just one ice cube. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I, I, you've been throwing all the compliments at Forrest. So you, you gave him another testicle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. Thanks, Jimmy. <laughs> no problem, man. I'll just keep pumping your tires here. Yeah. Perfect. Well, I couldn't couldn't end this show without one of those big Jimmy Brennan laughs. So uh, I think with that, boys, we've put a put a bow in it and it's still pretty surreal. Canada's going back to the World Cup. I'm glad I got to watch all these games with you. And thank you for listening. There'll be more coming out. We'll, uh, we're going to speak with Mark DeSantos this week. Let you know when that comes up. And uh, Footy Prime Almost Daily continues just because international windows over doesn't mean we're going to slow things down. Oh, we'll get some ex- we're going to get some current players on as well. Um, Max Crapo's uh, agreed to come on. Oh, so he's always available to come on. Oh, Craigie uh, contacts. We thought you, we just had you for the analysis, buddy. Cavallini and Oso want to do it together. Let's go. Let's go. You know, we will just take the piss out of those two. 
Yeah. yeah. And if John you, Herman, he's all ours now. He just wanted to, to get through qualification and love it. You know, another thing about Panama too, they got to go quickly. to Panama quickly. He, his wife is a little bit worried about this. About Panama? About Panama. Because, because? there was, there has been some threats. Uh. Um, how real they are, we don't know, but there have been some threats and she's uh, obviously got some concern about, you know, her husband going down there and um, it'll be all, it'll be fine for sure. You know, but uh, I did have a rifle pointed at my head in Panama, but that was uh, another story. And hopefully that doesn't happen to John and uh, hopefully they come back all fit and healthy and with three points or whatever, but most importantly healthy. And uh, I hope uh, John's wife doesn't have to worry about him too much. <laughs> I hope so too. Well, that's a great way to end it, Craig. Um, nothing more like a nothing like to end a show with a death threat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nothing like that. Uh, but you can say we're going to chop my ears off for my earrings. Yeah, you, you can hear from John. <laughs> One more mentioned because uh, you've watched Craig and Charms on the Evil Empire all week. Uh, you can watch Craig Forrest and myself on CBC tonight, seven o'clock. The CBC Legends Show. We'll talk to uh, all Craig's old friends and a uh, couple of legends from this current team. So that's uh, 7 o'clock tonight on CBC Gem or the CBC Sports mm-hmm. YouTube channel. And we got some women on there too. Well, yes, we've got Karina LeBlanc and Stephanie Labe. Of course, Jimmy, we've made it a goalkeeper's union. And like there's not enough. We've got Dolly, Craiger. Oh, mm-hmm. barrel of laughs. You're, you're, oh, the Jimmy. Keepers, all the union together. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. Hey, Jimmy. Gonna... Fuck oh. off. Yeah. Hey, and another thing. Oh God! You know what? it was one of the nicest things yesterday, what? and uh, I can't remember who actually even put it together. But we actually did a speaking of union, goalkeepers union. It was great because we had Max Crapo, we got Milan, we had Dick Howard, myself, Dolan. Um, I don't think Monsalve was there, unfortunately, because he couldn't get down to the field. But there's uh, seven, eight of us. Uh, the goalkeeper coach. Um, for the Canadian national team as well. It was just a goalkeeper's union picture. Uh, I haven't got a copy of it yet, but they're going to post it. And uh, um, it was, uh, yeah, it was pretty, pretty it's cool. Pretty cool. Mm. Pretty cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we'll have to get a fullbacks picture. And uh, Jimmy, you're going to be flying the flag for the yeah, fullbacks. We'll, we'll, get to, we'll get all the lefties together. Yeah, that'll be a bundle of laughs. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> it would be. You know how funny it'd be? Hey, all the lefties together? Oh, yeah. You and Stolly? Woo! It's always great uh, talking with you guys here on Footy Prime. So uh, thank you, boys. And uh, thank you for listening. Craig, we knew this was going to happen. As an alumnus of this program, how do you describe all of this? <laughs> I got no words, man. I, I obviously have no words. This group of guys, I mean, it's no, throwing the game slowly but surely and so many bad times, so many down times. I mean, actually, the team is. I just broke up. My own was here. I died. It was the most amazing thing. Seeing John Irwin and these guys and uh, the fans. We've never seen this before. History. History. It's history. And uh, just to be down here and be invited to be part of it is uh, enormous. It is. Thanks, Josh. The emotion, Craig, comes from where? What does all of this mean? Um, well, I think it's the, you know, from the, our guys' point of view, is, is the snack of places that they took, but nobody cared. Yeah. 
you know, and that's fine. We didn't care. We, we, we wish we had their support, but we didn't get it, and, and that was fine. But we still showed up. Uh, guys like uh, Atiba Hutchison, 20 years career with the national team. Mass majority of that with really no, nobody knew him. Everybody in Canada just got to know Atiba Hutchison. And he's just not only a fantastic player, but he's, he's a wonderful human being as well. And he's, he's always showed up for this national team program. For, so to see guys like him be able to do this. And, and these guys, you know, like Dwayne Rosario standing here behind me. We've got David Edgar, the '86 team. We've got Paul Soltero. Everybody's here. Everybody's All old boys are back. We've got a bunch of guys up in the stands. You should be down here as well. Not unfortunately, but hopefully get them down on the bat. But I'm just proud of everybody. Everybody's so much into it, right? Alex McKenzie from the Raptors. He's up here. Uh, John Fitzgerald, who sits courtside of the Raptors. Sure. He played with me in the under 20 team. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.